someone who made us start this podcast in the first place said that we should be extra <laughs> cheerful. So, hello, welcome back to Even More Eyes. I've missed ya. How you doing? Okay, like I can literally feel myself getting diabetes. I am not doing that anymore. Hi, welcome back to Even More Eyes. We are on, we are on our um, series of discussing uh, black representation in science fiction. Now we've just picked a handful of films that center on primarily black protagonists mostly because we're trying to make it a counterpoint and also this is in wake of black panther wakanda forever mm-hmm. um now we're going to look at the film which i think in the last podcast you mentioned something that kind of hints at this one which is you know um the stuff that happened in the wake of the black lives matter protests and this film kind of takes that and runs with it in a completely different way but it is mm-hmm. uh see you yesterday it's just about i think a college kid is she in college mm-hmm. or in high school? I think she's in high school because she's talking yes. about colleges. Yeah, tr- yeah, 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 true. Um, so she's, I think she's a high school senior who somehow with the help of a friend experiments in their backyard and makes a time machine that makes them able to go back, I think, one day. Then the premise of the film is that in the course of her actions, her brother gets killed by the police and he gets killed because the police were chasing someone else and the people just ran past them and then they got i, I think um, if i remember if i remember rightly they managed to go back and then they came back because they had to know that it worked and mm. then when they came back they're just going to like a cookout and so on yeah, and obviously her yeah. brother left and yeah. got shot by the police we don't get to see the scene itself until the very end which of course and is yeah so the the protagonist cj ends up going back multiple times with her friend to try and stop her brother from dying and you know each time she tries it just gets worse and that's the premise of the film it was a really interesting film because i just saw it Mm. advertised on netflix and i decided to watch it because it was there and i was curious to see what the time travel story that centers around this sort of character would be like and Mm. much like the other stories we've talked about again the stories you tell change depending on who is selling them and Mm -hmm. this film again centers itself really in you know contemporary issues that are happening in america with police brutality racial profiling and so on and all of this is told through the lens of this high school student who obviously has her own you know social issues as any other angsty teenager would but then all of that intersects with racialization especially both for herself and for her brother and the rest of her family um living in in an unsafe neighborhood with gun violence and hyper policing and all of that and these are just like the main core elements of this film i think what the film does is look at the progressive impact of repeated exposure to these violences on cj herself but that's about as much as I'll say at the intro. I'll let you get a word in and then we can get into it. Mm. Yeah, well, I thought that, again, this is one that I saw advertised. Um, and actually, mm. it goes back to um, 2019. And I do remember actually being advertised and thought it was quite uh, so unusual or unusual mm. within the mainstream of science fiction and time travel stories as well yeah. to see it centred around a black protagonist. And I mm. think that the film obviously is highly conscious of this because at the very beginning, 
there's an explicit reference to Back to the Future because um, mm, the teacher yes. is Michael J. Fox, who you know, yes, exactly, most people <laughs> know is, is Marty McFly. And I think mm. even him positing that question of, well, what would you do if you could go back in time? What would you change? Uh, then starts to center for her, obviously, on a very, again, specific story mm. around uh, her trying to save her brother from. Uh, police killing and this happening very much in you know the 2010s and obviously you know we definitely go back in in terms of american history about the police killings of especially young black men but also black women as well i think around this time obviously this is pre-george floyd but you had people like um Romali graham or oscar grant just to name a few and so this you know the film has you know these two very uh, excitable aspirational teens who then of course use this in order to try and deal with it with an ongoing issue in terms of trying to save her brother uh, mm. I think was a very novel way to use the concept at the same time I think that it also deals with once again the consequences of these things and the fact that part of uh, CJ's issues as well is is not that she's this kind of just a geeky teenager who loses her brother and therefore tries to sort of put things right mm. there is an element of willfulness to her as well there's an element yeah. of being quite headstrong and pushing and pushing she clearly wants to you know put this right and to try and, yeah. and solve this problem but also knowing that you know you get to see her make mistakes based on that I think out of the three that we've seen you know, looking back and attack the block where you have John Boyega's comment and then obviously thinking about what Jamie Foxx says to Dominic Fishbank in Project Power, this is very clearly on the nose in terms yeah. of actually mentioning the words Black Lives Matter, actually having the protests in the film itself. It was one of those films that was both very aware of what it was looking at and what it was, again, trying to, to comment on, not merely as a metaphor and we can get into the whole notion of the way in which this film uses time travel especially yeah. at the end of the film but also just saying no this is about somewhere and about something very very specific it's interesting you talk about the construction of the community as well because what yeah. i noticed at least is that they spent a lot of time really setting up the geography and the culture of the place i mean i haven't been to new york myself but i think if i'm correct this is kind of like your sort of queen's brooklyn area Area. yeah um, yeah and that's what it, it looks spent, like a lot yeah. yeah and it spent a lot of time just there was whole sort of shots which was just looking at people going around day to day you know shopping or like spending time with people and it didn't make too much of this it felt like it was just the backdrop to it the specificity of both cj's background as in her mm. heritage and then also yeah. sebastian's heritage as well which was different and obviously their friend who was from Puerto Rico. So you had this real sense of the mix of the place, but it wasn't just set up in terms of, oh, this could be any particular neighbourhood with all its various mm. sorts, you know, that again, that socioeconomic problem. It was something very, very specific, while at the same time then dabbling into the, the science fiction aspects. Just for a moment to speak generally, I liked the quirkiness of it, the fact it kept making those references. I mean, you could see things like references to The Matrix, references to Back to the yeah. Future yeah. Uh, throughout the film. I guess the kind of 80s vibe of their equipment, 
You know, yes. it, did, it felt like something that could exactly be pulled out of um, like Back to the Future. Back to the future. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it took a lot of those aesthetics, which have been part of like classic and contemporary science fiction, that are usually about a more white audience. Yes, and put it in someone else's life. But then, the way the film was working with that idea of trying to undo the damage that was done to her family and her loved ones was, I don't know how to explain it. It was like painful to watch on one hand because she just had to go through repeated trauma of watching multiple people die. And then, but also kind of interesting in the sense that like she kept that hope alive of thinking that there was something she could do. But I mean, the original tampering of the timeline is also not responsible for police brutality. Yes, exactly. So, again, it's a confluence of issues. I think she felt some sense of personal responsibility for the outcomes of the story, but the actual villain in this story really is the New York City Police Department. So, I think she was just trying to protect her brother, but that's about as much as she could do. I mean, the story was, for me, both a very explicit commentary, like you said, about the damage and the trauma that racialization and police brutality does to people and their families. I still remember that scene where she basically just sat on the floor with her mom, or was it on the couch while just watching TV. And there was just like, there was this real, for me, very palpable sense of grief that happened in that moment. And I just thought, Mm -hmm. for me, this is reflective of the grief that thousands of people have gone through in the US due to police violence and just like racialized violence. And I'm I'm going as far back as like the M1800s. Let me not even touch the slave trades because at that point, black people were not even people. So, but right now they're still recognized as people, but a particular subclass of people for which violence Mm -hmm. is permissible and communities that are foregrounded throughout this movie are being affected by people being, of course, killed and taken out of them. There's a general safe sense of unsafety. There's likely not going to be much coordination or collaboration with the police who almost always seem to be showing up too late mm-hmm. so it now seemed almost like and to me that seemed kind of reflective of a very different attitude towards the police that is being showed in this film as opposed yes. to how the f- yes. police tend to be like the good guys in other films expecting the ones where they just seem to be incompetent as well so the real issue that the film tackles is the social injustice issue it's the yes yeah it's the violence issue. It's the racialization issue. Yes. And it's also about how all these things intersect in the lives of real people, you yes. know. Um, but that's where I thought the time travel aspect of it was really interesting as well, because often time travelers portrayed maybe in other media can usually be used to rectify previous mistakes mm. or things yeah. that the characters have done, you know, or, or they go back into the past for the purposes of exploration or maybe they go into the future and, and so on mm. and again back to the future is kind of what not are those uh, touch points isn't it within yeah uh, mainstream american media and i think with this it was very interesting because even though they went back in time and like you said she assumed um responsibility and and uh, you know the the protagonist role to try and save her brother what you got to see quite subtly was that there were, like you said, much bigger forces at play that she mm. just could not resolve. So when yeah. she, I, I thought it was interesting, I was thinking, well, why don't you go back and, and try and stop the robbery? She does exactly what, you know, you'd think would, uh, or maybe, again, you're coming from a certain position, would do is just call the police, let them know about the robbery before it even happens. Yeah. I remember that sort of going through my head and she does it. And of course she gets there and immediately there's, there's no police. There's nothing. Yeah. 
which yeah. I think speaks volumes to the level, of course, of community response within um, the inner city about how often it is that the police are going to turn up within a certain yeah. amount of time. And this has been talked yeah. about and discussed on multiple occasions. And then even when they do turn up, they make the wrong assumptions. And again, we, we yeah. saw that in, in many cases that happened uh, over the course of, of the 2010s and before. And so mm. that's the point. I mean, even though she has this time travel they've constructed, cannot yeah. resolve all those issues. And yet, like you said, the other aspect of the film is her level of determination. Yeah. So she's not just a victim to these wider forces, which is often, you know, another aspect that is you know, sometimes played out. She goes back again and again. And there's something about, obviously, the end of the film is very surprising. And again, the last mm. chance, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Because the end of the film is very abrupt. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. was thinking, like, there's... I remember I paused it just for a second to go toilet or whatever, and I'm thinking, oh, there's, there's eight minutes left of the film? How are they going to resolve all of this? Yeah. And it's not resolved. She goes yeah. back in time to try again. And again, thinking about, then, you know, the time travel as, as a metaphor for this constant struggle, like you said, that has taken place for generation after generation after generation in American history about the fight for uh, racial equality, the fight for uh, you know justice as well. You could almost see her return and her kind of going, and the fact the film doesn't have that resolved quality to it as an element of, unfortunately, for this time and still up to this very day, the constant struggle. Yeah. And one of the things I think the filmmaker had said is he likes that unresolved, uncomfortable quality to the film. But yet you're faced with this image of her determination, wondering whether it's going to work this time, knowing there may be further consequences this time. And yeah. yet the struggle struggle goes on. It seemed to be quite a potent metaphor within the film that was using that aspect of time travel, yeah. which I had never had never sort of seen before. Yeah. Um, for me, it felt more like a testament to what the fight for change has been like. It's like you try over and over and over again mm. using probably the same methods, which maybe in reality will be things like protest and consciousness raising and education and so on. And yet it seems like regardless of how many times you try, you still end up in the same place, but you still have to keep up that energy of trying. Otherwise, what else will you do? And I think CJ's character kind of like represents that attitude, which is like mm. you just have to keep trying because... You know, as much as things haven't changed and haven't really gotten better, you have to keep trying. So by the time the film gets to its end and you haven't really seen her succeed, it's a parallel to how it is in reality. Liberation has still not been achieved. Black people are still not seen as equals in the society, despite the yes. number of people who say like, yes, the legislation has been changed and so on and so forth. Yes, the legislation has been changed and so fucking what? Black Lives Matter still happened like two years ago. So I'm yes, just saying yes. it's like... The way that film ends, you know, I had that discomfort of, oh my God, this is still not resolved. And then I realized, oh my God, that feels a lot like how I feel every day. Like, this is still not fucking resolved. Like, we are still doing this, you know? Um, and the way the film ends also doesn't tell you how many more times she is going to try. No, 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 no. Because that's what it's like in reality. We do not know how many more fights we are going to have. We don't know how many more marches we are going to do. We do not know. It's just going to be a case of we have to keep trying because otherwise... We are just going to have to sit with the uncomfortable reality that this is the hand that we've been dealt. Mm. And that feels like a really painful place to be when you feel like you can do something about it, which is kind of what the mindset that CJ kind of has. Mm -hmm. Using, the, as you say, the vantage perspective 
and then mm. of course the science fiction genre to make a comment on it and yeah. I think that the way I think about the use of say someone like Michael J Fox in this film and I, I was just mm. thinking about what does Michael J Fox do in Back to the Future you know he sets up a load of messes himself which he has to resolve yeah. with his parents but I think yeah. in the end by the third one like they're saving time or something like that it's interesting you know it, so suddenly time travel in that case is is something which he uses for his own self-betterment and uh you know to save the world blah blah yeah. blah and in this case yeah it gets to see that those um realities are not easy at all to overcome even with something like time travel yeah and you know to some extent that is the i would say painful part of the message of the film which is that you know even your sense of power that you seem to have you have to think about where where it is rooted because the sort of power that we think time travel affords people you know again it comes from a particular lens of society and i think this one takes it in a different direction completely yeah but anyway that wasn't like the most uplifting one to end on but still <laughs> it's, it is it's still a film to watch because of you know how yeah. it leverages some of these elements some of these like almost antiquated science fiction elements to make its narrative more salient um mm. it's really difficult to say where to place this from because for people who like a film with a resolution this is not the one for you um no 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 no, no. but no. as far as what it does in terms of social commentary and using a particular medium for that commentary absolutely I, I would say please watch it I wonder to what extent as well future science fiction films and this this comes down to a question of black identity within America or you know like you were talking about systems of racialization about yeah. whether a future science fiction film may also try to or, or maybe there's even one out there that also tries to not I don't know how to put this really. It still centers a lot of the idea of black identity with also black trauma in America. Yeah. And yeah. while, look, I mean, at the end of the day, this is part of the, you know, great unfortunate part of the experience of black mm. Americans. It goes on to this very day. But I wonder to what extent that a another science fiction film or science fiction films that come across in the future may try to also grapple with other aspects of black experience in America. I mean, um, sorry, but to, the way I see it is that blackness is trauma. Mm -hmm. Because blackness is not a culture. Mm. Black is not a culture. Black is a product of a racial experience. So mm -hmm. that racial experience necessarily comes with trauma. Mm -hmm. You cannot talk about blackness without talking about trauma because that is its root. Other than that, we are people with cultures and ethnicities to celebrate. We are not black. Mm. That's why I see that as almost integral to the story. They were only ever going to depart from that the second the story is not about someone being black. Mm -hmm. Like, and that has nothing to do with the skin color. It has to do with the categorization. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, yeah. You know, because like you said, even in this film, when they were talking about people from different ethnicities, like someone from Ghana and someone from the Caribbeans are very different people, but within the system of blackness, they are seen as the same. And that's what I mean. When you when you start looking at these people as cultural ethnicities, they are no longer black. You know. Mm -hmm. You know, because people try to talk about like a central black identity, but there is no black identity that does not recognize the trauma that comes with being black because that's what black is. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, you know, when we're rallying around this central identity, it actually is unfortunately the identity of being racialized. Mm. And what that means and all the forms of 
resilience that are built around that racialized experience but it still has at its roots the racialization of your existence so future science fiction that centers on black characters but doesn't center on racialization almost never sees them as black characters case in mm. point i robot or john boyega in like star wars mm, 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 mm. no no they, they are not black because the second you're black mm, i'm sorry <laughs> for me that's just how i see it yeah mm. So until we get to the point where people with dark skin are no longer black, it's going to be about trauma. Mm-hmm. And that's where I will end that one. So yes, yeah, Al- yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alan, I hope this was very cheerful for you. Um, <laughs> eat your fucking heart out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I think that's I think that's a, a very important point to clarify. At least, as you say, from your perspective, I'm aware that it's a big part of the conversation within America about what constitutes blackness. Mm -hmm. What does that identity mean, considering obviously it's in America and and, um, in the UK as well. What does that identity mean um, after historical slavery, uh, marginalization and so on? And the yeah. question is, is with these particular stories, it was quite interesting, both within this and Project Power, was to see a lot of parallels mm. in terms of the way in which the science fiction was being used to elucidate or to try and meta, you know, um, be metaphorical for those forces of racialization. Um, yeah. The extent to which something can be done about it or not, whether they yeah. were either a form of oppression or... You know, a a, prob, um, a problematized form of re- liberation. It's a mixed thing, isn't it? It grants her the ability to try and make recompense, while also and and to, or to try and resolve these things, but knowing that it has immense limitations upon it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I think I thought that was just worth sort of you know bringing to the table, in terms of discussion of these two films. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so do we call it today? Mm. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, okay, good. We don't have anything else to say. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to us. Um, if you have any comments, put them wherever you want to. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Uh, we love hearing so, from you send, guys. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Send us a message on our um, Instagram. We are also on, what else are we on? Are we on Twitter? You're on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're on Twitter. While we're it's on still Instagram. there. <laughs> Yeah, you'll find our socials on like the webpage for um for, yes, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next one when it probably will be Christmas season by then. Yeah. See you then and uh take care. Bye. See you then. Bye. <laughs>